Sound Off the Clock, a podcast by Persino Wells and Woodland, where we take a team-centered, family-focused approach to serving the estate planning and elder law needs of our community on the Eastern Shore. I'm Leslie DiPietro, one of the attorneys with the firm, and I'm joined today by Michelle Persino Wells, one of our other attorneys. We're excited to discuss maintaining your estate plan. So thanks, Michelle. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. And it's a great topic, one that I um, firmly believe in, and I'm glad that we get the opportunity to, to share this um, today because it, it's a huge problem that we see. Yeah, so let's start off. What do we mean by maintain your estate plan? What does that really mean for people? So what that means is making sure that you're taking a look at your estate planning over time. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people, and, and you know, when I was trained as a young attorney, um, you know, we, we, we were trained even, and, and a lot of our clients and people in general see estate planning as this sort of transaction where you come in, you create the plan, you sign the documents. If you're creating a trust, you know, you've got to look at your assets and beneficiary designations. And then once all that's done, you're proud of yourself as you should be, and you think, great, I've got a great estate plan in place. And the problem with that mindset is, you know, then you put that plan aside and it sits there and it collects dust and you don't pay attention to it over time. Um, and, you know, clients have always told me over the years, you know, well, if something changes, we'll call you. And what happens? They don't call. You know, they're busy. Um, they're afraid of us charging them more attorney's fees, you know, which I totally understand. But things change. Their assets change. Their family gets older, um, and they don't maintain that plan over time. And you know, I think every person who creates an estate plan hopes that they're not going to need it anytime soon. You know, they hope that it's going to be a long time before they need it. And the the problem is if you don't, you know, periodically review it or maintain it, you know, throughout your lifetime. When the day comes that you pass away or if you become disabled, there's a chance that the plan's not going to work as intended. And so this is something that, like I say, I wish we could shout from the rooftops to try to help people with this sort of false sense of security that once they create a plan, that they're done and they're good forever. That they, you know, to, to really encourage people to see it estate planning as sort of an ongoing process. Yeah. And along the same line of what you were just mentioning, you know, when the plan needs to work is not necessarily the day that you sign your documents, right? Hopefully right. it's never the day <laughs> right, right. that you sign your documents. So talk about that for a minute. We've sure. seen this in our administration practice, right? Where things didn't go like they were yes. supposed to. Yes. It, you, know, you say that, it reminds me, I had a client, it's been years ago, and she was the sweetest elderly lady. She was in her mid-90s, and she was as cute as she could be, uh, and we did her plan, and everything was done and in place and as she was leaving she actually hugged me which was so sweet but she joked with me she's like okay I can die now <laughs> and I was like it kind of caught me really off guard I think it was the first time someone had actually said something like that you know when we finished their estate planning and I told her I said well my goodness I hope that you don't I said but yeah your your affairs are in order you know you've done all that you can do and unfortunately you know I have seen some of my clients pass away you know fairly soon after their estate plans were completed and you know those plans go incredibly well because everything was just done and it was fresh um, and you know their plan was in order the the problem is you know I've also unfortunately had lots of clients over the years that 
created an estate plan and you know everything was good when we created it um, you know they created a trust they retitled accounts in the name of the trust their real estate got deeded into the trust we made sure their beneficiary designations were up to date on their insurance policies and their retirement accounts and all of that and then you know, five, eight, 10, 12 years, however long um, later, you know, we get a call from a family member saying, you know, my loved one has passed away and they want to come in and talk about administering the trust for the estate. And we find that between when that plan was completed and when the person passed, they opened new bank accounts. At a, at a new bank and they forgot to title those accounts in the trust. They sold the home that they were living in at the time we did the planning and they bought a new home and you know nobody ever asked them during the, the deed preparation process, oh, by chance you have a trust. And so their deed got put in their names. Um, and we have seen countless examples of that over the years. And then that person, and they, they didn't call us, you know, even if they said they would, they didn't call. <laughs> um, but then what happens, that person passes away and we end up having a probate estate, even though they had a trust and the trust reflected their wishes still, but yet we end up having to probate their estate, which takes time and paperwork and costs money. Um, and it, that always is so hard for us because we, you know, we as attorneys, we want to create estate plans that work. You know, when we have to probate an estate for a client who had a trust, um, it's hard, you know, because that, that means the plan didn't work as was intended. And now that family is going to have all this additional administration to go through and the time and the expense related to that. Yeah. So I just want to remind listeners or point listeners in the direction of another um, podcast episode that you and Amber had covered. So it was episode 14 and it was all about asset alignment. Yes. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Right. It's just not the initial alignment though. Right. It's right. maintaining right. that alignment right. as life changes and circumstances change. Yeah. The asset alignment, I mean, goes hand in hand with this topic, obviously, because, you know, it's on the front end, you know, it's making sure that when, uh, you know, when a person creates a trust in particular um, even when a person has a will it's still really important to look at how their assets are owned um, and whether they have beneficiaries named on them um, and this is you know whether it's you know we, we see it all the time someone at the bank suggests oh you should add one of your kids to your checking account so they can pay your bills if you get sick or people tell me all the time, oh, you know, I've got so-and-so named on my life insurance policy and they're gonna take care, you know, as beneficiary on the policy and they're gonna use that money to pay for my funeral and to pay the bills and then they're gonna share what's left over. Those were big, 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 big planning mistakes um, because, you know, the life insurance example, that person gets that money and they can do with it whenever they want. They have no legal obligation. Now, hopefully they'll do the right thing but you know, we all you know we don't want to be too naive about that. We all know that when it comes to money and how people can convince themselves of things, that you know, lots of people, unfortunately, when they're in that situation, even when they're otherwise you know people that we would consider good people, they will convince themselves that oh, that money is mine to keep. So the ownership of assets, beneficiary designations—that's what we talk about when we mean asset alignment. Now, when there's a trust that takes one next step is we want to make sure so that that trust does its job. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, accounts, investments, those types of assets all get retitled in the trust name, real estate, 
gets deeded into the trust, you know, ownership interests in businesses get assigned or transferred to the trust. Then we look at beneficiary designations um, for assets like life insurance and some annuities. We often will name the trust as the primary beneficiary on those types of assets. Retirement accounts, we always have to be a little more careful. I think we have another podcast episode just talking about retirement accounts too. Um, so you gotta be a little more careful with beneficiary designations on those because of the income tax consequences. Um, but that's also part of asset alignment making sure that all of the, those ownerships, the titling and the beneficiary designations are coordinated or aligned with the rest of the estate plan. Because again, that's what's gonna make sure that the, the plan works as intended. And so, you know, we go to great lengths to help our, we nag, nag our clients even to say, have you changed that account yet? Have you changed that account yet? You know, so when the planning is first done, you know, we help clients with all of that. You know, we hold their hands, we coach them, we give them instruction. You know, we do all of that to make sure it gets done when the plan is first created. But then, you know, we have to make sure um, that that's, that is maintained over time. And that's why the, 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 the initial alignment, but then the maintenance is all about asset alignment too. All right. And so when it comes to estate plan maintenance, um, I guess there are some clients who might choose to sort of do that on their own, right? Yes. Um, which would require them to pull out their documents every couple of years and right. to review all their asset information just to make sure that things stay in alignment. But um, for us, it's such an important aspect of estate planning that we actually have a program right. where we help clients maintain that plan. Yes. Will you talk about our CARES program? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, again, because of seeing, you know, over time, um, you know, us having to probate estates where clients had trust um, and, you know, the frustration that that caused us um, because again, you know, we, we truly want to create estate plans that are going to carry out our clients' wishes and are going to avoid probate and do all of those things, you know, that we were hired to help those clients do. And when the client, you know, unknowingly, when they do something that undoes the plan and then we end up having to probate the estate, you know, it's really hard. So we thought, okay, how, what can we do? How can we encourage clients to maintain, to commit to maintaining these plans over time. And so yeah, we came up with our CARES program. And CARES is an acronym, so it's the PWW Law CARES program. And CARES is an acronym for Continued Alignment, Review, Education, and Support. Um, it's actually, that's a kind of a funny story. We had all gone to a conference in Florida to sort of learn more about these maintenance programs. And we came up with that name on the airplane flying home. So I always kind of get a little chuckle when I talk about the name. But we created that program as a fixed cost way for clients to have sort of a continuing relationship with us that would sort of force them um, to review their plan at least once a year. Um, so it's a it's a membership program. Some of our clients choose not to join it, which is, you know, and I'll say, I have had clients who have done an amazing job of keeping up with their plan and their asset alignment over the years without our help, you know, so 
I'm always so impressed by that. Or, you know, they'll, somebody, you know, it'll be five years later and they'll call us up and say, hey, I'm buying a house down in South Carolina. What do we need to do? And so I always really, you know, admire that when people are on it. But a lot of people just aren't, you know, they forget um, or they, you know, it's it's just something that's not within, you know, that's kind of on their radar. Um, and so for people that, you know, really want to stay committed to keeping their plan up to date, you know, we offer this CARES program. You know, we charge a fee for the initial enrollment, which is reduced because we've just done the plan. And then we charge a fee you know, for years, you know, for continuing membership in the plan. And our clients who are part of the CARES program love it. Um, you know, we annually, we review all of their assets. And what is often telling about that, you know, oftentimes in that first year review or the, even sometimes the second year review, they'll tell us, oh, but what about my, you know, prudential life insurance? And we'll say, uh, you never told us you had prudential life insurance. <laughs> so sometimes it has, you know, it, it, it uncovers things that got missed the first round. Um, so we do that asset review, you know, we offer an annual meeting, um, lots of our clients, you know, they forget what their documents say, or if they have some of, if they've done a little bit more sophisticated planning with like asset protection trusts or supplemental needs trusts or retirement account trusts, you know, those clients love to be able to come in and sit down and just review the plan so they can sort of remember how it all works and why they created this trust versus the other. Um, and then, you know, we offer, you know, it's, it's it, as part of that plan, clients can call us and we're not going to charge them a separate fee. It includes um, making, you know, basic changes to their documents, things that we call um, sort of like typographical changes. Like if somebody's left, you know, $1,000 to their church and they want to change it to $5,000, something that doesn't really require the attorneys to get involved to draft like special provisions that's all included we also and I think it's one of the best parts of it we also include a fun event sort of a, a client appreciation event each year we've had movie night and bingo night this year with COVID we had to do um, we did a drive-by sort of trick-or-treat thing which was super fun um, so because it's all about you know, we want to build those sort of continuing and lasting relationships with our clients as part of the plan too we encourage clients you know bring your your loved ones your children or whoever's going to be your executor or your trustee you know bring them let us meet them let them get to know us so that way, all of that is going to make that plan work. Yeah. And along that same line, I think two of my favorite pieces of the CARES program, number one is the family care meeting yes. that we offer um, within that first year after creating a plan where clients can bring their family members or their decision makers to the table instead of them trying to sort of translate what they recall us saying during right. our meetings over the dining room table, they're sitting at our conference room table. We're engaging um, with those adult children or those other decision makers to explain the plan, the purpose of it, what we're asking those particular people to do, and gives them a chance to feel like it's not such a cold situation, right? Yes. They have the background, they get to ask those questions. Right. And along that same line, trustee school yes, is my yes. other favorite piece. So, you know, where we as the attorneys ask clients to bring their trustees so we can kind of explain in more detail this is what it means to be a trustee here's the things you need to think about need to be aware of so those are my two favorite 
Yeah, trustee school. Yeah, I'm so glad you raised that because the trustee school has been a great success. You know, we've had a big group attend. You know, this year we did it um, via webinar, so so that was pretty cool. Um, and you know, we've been able to to do it electronically. So even if the trustee lives out of state. You know they can still participate um so yeah the trustee school because it is you know it's always interesting people are so you know they want to know what and they want to know exactly what they're going to have to do as trustee and unfortunately there's not like a specific check it's, it varies for every trust every situation um, but we do feel like that does give our clients and those you know those named trustees you know some peace of mind and again, you know, them allowing them to form a relationship with us so that we can, you know, they know that they can come to us when that time comes that they have to administer that trust or administer that estate, um, that they feel like, you know, they already know us and that we can just hit the ground running. And, and that just reminds me, you know, that is a huge benefit of continued um, membership in the CARES program or just continued maintenance, whether a person does it on their own or they're part of our CARES program. Um, when the time comes that they do become disabled or they pass away and that, that plan then truly sort of kicks into effect, um, if we've maintained that plan all along, we have a current asset list, we know who all the people are, we know who the financial advisor is, you know, we have a file that is ready to go. And that in and of itself has huge value and um, is a real blessing to whoever is going to be administering all of that. Um, you know, we do a lot of estate and trust administration for people that weren't our clients while they were living, you know, and their families come to us after they pass away. Um, or some of our clients who, you know, we haven't heard from in a long, long time. And, you know, the very first task is always trying to figure out what the person owned and then figuring out how they owned it. You know, did it have joint owners? Did it have beneficiaries? You know, what are the debts? You know, what? And so, the CARES program and that continued maintenance, like I say, that makes it all so much easier because you skip that whole initial stage because you already have all that information. Um, so, you know, lots of our clients come in and they talk about, you know, that they really want to make, you know, they, they, they come in because they they want to make, you know, they, they want to make things easy on those who follow them. Um, and so, you want to make it easy <laughs> for the people who are going to be, you know, wrapping up your affairs and administering um, your estate and trusts. You know that that plan maintenance and that that continued, you know, asset alignment is critical to that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's why clients are hiring us, right? To right. take care of their families. Yes. Yes. And yeah, you know, that's that's something you know we've been been kind of coached on that over the years about you know why why do people create estate plans. And you know, if you ask a client that, they'll say, or they'll, you know, if we if we ask them, you know, what do you, what do you what's your goal? What, well, I want to create a will, or I want to create a trust. And when you really dig into it, they'll say things like, well, I want to, you know, save money or save taxes when I die, or I want to make things easy when I die, or I want it to be, you know, fast, you know. And and but when you really boil that down, it's because they want to take care of the people they love. You know, it's because of, you know, they, that they want to take care of their families or, or whoever is going to inherit from them. Um, that's what it really all boils down to. And so when people are truly committed to that, 
you know, they're typically going to also be committed to, you know, recognizing how important that maintenance piece really is. There we go. Yeah. I think we've covered everything. I think we have, yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Like I say, this is a topic that I could talk about, like, for days. Because <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the longer I practice, the more important that I see, you know, and it's it makes... Um, us offering. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that we have the CARES program and, um, you know, it, it, and I'm thrilled with the huge number of our clients who have chosen to participate in it because it does give me that peace of mind that we're doing the best that we can to create a state plans that are, that are going to work. So yeah. I can talk about it all day. <laughs> well, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for being with us today on Off the Clock. If you'd like to learn more about us, visit our website at pwwlaw.com. Of course, you can contact us directly by calling 302-628-4140 or emailing info at pwwlaw.com. We're here to help you plan today to protect your families tomorrow. See you next time. Anything discussed on Off the Clock is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. To obtain the most reliable guidance, listeners are encouraged to seek personalized advice from qualified professionals.